7 Million Bikes podcast couldn't happen without the support of our community. I want to give a massive thank you to our existing Patreon members, Zion Johnson, Brandon Thompson, Dan Jones, Andrew Barry, Annie Ver, Carrie Hughes-Parry, Pippa Clear, Tracy Wright, Alistair Chapman, Brandon Thompson, and our newest member, Tien Kung. To say thank you to all of our members, we're having a special pool party here at my new apartment. And thanks to my friends at Mixtape Brewery, we'll be enjoying the new green tea-based hard seltzer. Perfect for an afternoon of drinking by the pool. As you probably know, I'm a massive craft beer fan. Mixtape Drinks is a relative newcomer on the growing craft beer scene here in Vietnam, starting in 2020 by my friend Chad Mitchell and Taipei-based Sean Kidd. You'll often see me and Adri out in Saigon drinking their delicious peaches and cream IPA or our refreshing California Sun Juicy Paleo. And if you're in the mood for something a bit heavier and darker, their Molly Milk Stout is delicious. I was pretty disappointed when I found out though that it didn't actually include Molly. Through craft beer, mixtape drinks is becoming part of the Vietnam community through local music, art, food, and now podcasts. If you'd like to be part of the 7 Million Bikes community and support our podcast, then Mixtape is giving away four free cans to the next three new community members. That's worth 280,000 dong or 11 US dollars. To get your free cans, you have to be in Ho Chi Minh City and join the We Might plan or above. You can still support us wherever you are in the world. And when you do, next time you're in Saigon, the drinks are on me. As a community member, you'll also get episodes before anyone else, invites to special events like our pool party, and bonus content that no one else will ever see or hear. And I'll also give you a special shout out on future episodes. So join at patreon.com forward slash 7 million bikes, or you can find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and helping us pass 40,000 downloads recently, and everyone who supports us, including Mixtape Brewery. Cheers. 7 Million Bikes recently hosted Paul Villanova from Hanoi for one night in Saigon at Eddie's Diner in D2. It was an amazing sold-out show. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to Paul's set and also Ankita who provided support on the night and I was the host. So I've got the audio from that night and here you go. You can listen to me hosting Paul Villanova one night in Saigon. Welcome to our show, guys. So, as I said, my name is Neil McKay. Now, I'm one of those unfortunate people. I actually lost my job because of the pandemic. And so I decided I was going to become a full-time comedian and a part-time English teacher, which means I full-time make no money. But being an English teacher gives you more material comedy it's amazing last week I had a student come up to me after class she said mr. Neil have you ever cheat on your wife you can't ask me that that's a terrible question have you ever cheated on your wife we covered this last week Jeez. but I'm also right I've realized I'm a really childish person like I'm nearly 40 years old and I'm so childish like in class last week we were doing like a you know hangman where they have to guess the world you show the letters and the only letter that was missing was D so to try and help them I was like you like the D don't you do you want the D 
No, I was like, I found it funny. I also, I love to play drinking games with my students. No, but without the alcohol though, sorry, just the games, not the alcohol. Right, I'll show you my favorite drinking game. We're gonna play it now, right? If you fuck up, you have to drink. I'll play as well, okay. This game is so easy. All we need to do is count to 10 as a group, okay? Now, so I'll start it off, I'll say one, and if you say two, and then you say two, you both have to drink and we start again, all right? I play this game with my students every day without the alcohol. Okay, sometimes. Unless it's a Friday, you know, it's at the end of the week. All right, let's start. Go. One. Two. Three. We're going to count to ten. She said... Th- How many? I don't, I don't know. Five. Six. Seven. Oh, he fucked up. Drink. All right, do you get it? We're going to count to ten as a group. You got it? All right, one. Two. Two? Oh, you didn't say very loud. You did say two. All right, you got to drink then. All right, one. Two. Three. Four. Oh, drink. There you go. And Tracy. All right, Tracy, take it in. One more time. Let's get to ten. Come on. One. Two. <laughs> All right, well, well, come on, we'll do it. We can do it. I do this with, like, 12-year-olds, and they can do it. Go. Alright, we'll try that again. We'll try it again after break. Oh my god. Well, after our show last week, I was walking down the street here, walking down Taudien Street, Friday night. Had a great show, drinking a beer. I'm having, I'm feeling I'm, I'm on top of the world, I'm having a great time. And then suddenly two people pull up on a bike next to me and I think they want directions or something. So I'm like, yes. And then this, this girl, she looks at me and she's, when I say girl, I, I don't know if she was anatomically a girl, but she was dressed as a girl. She said, you want Boom Boom? <laughs> now I was like, no, I don't want Boom Boom. But thank you very much. But no. And she got off the bike, she grabbed me by the balls. She was like, you want Boom Boom? I was like, no, I don't fucking want Boom Boom. Like, get off me and pushed her away. So she jumped on the bike, she drove off. I took one step and I was like, my fucking phone. That's what they do, right? I've, le- I've now learned this is like a, a common scam, how they get you. I was impressed how well they did it. Like, I was like, wow, that was impressive. That happened so quickly. So she got my phone, I was like, fuck. So I go straight home, obviously, go into my apartment, open up my MacBook Pro, bring up the Find My iPhone, and you'll never fucking believe it, the green dot was under my apartment building in Mastering. And I was like, you motherfuckers, you don't know where I live, obviously. So you've pulled into Mastery to try and break into my phone, and I know where you fucking are. So I run downstairs, I'm ready to tackle this person, and sure enough, right where the green dot on my MacBook Pro was, there was a girl on a bike. I fucking shit you not. So I ran up to her, and I'm like, you have my phone. And she's like, what? I was like, you have my phone, my green dot on the MacBook Pro upstairs, and my apartment that's right there says that the green dot is here and you have my phone. And she's like, I swear to God, I don't. And she was so, I feel so bad for this girl. She like showed me her pockets. She even opened a bike for me and showed me inside of her bike. She's like, I don't have your phone. And I was like, 
The green dot says it's fucking here. I've just been robbed. I think you have my phone, but I can't find it. Okay. So I, she drives off. So I go back upstairs, defeated. Look on my MacBook Pro again. Look at the find my iPhone. And the green dot is still underneath my window, right where that girl was. And I look, and then I look at the top of my computer, and it says, Neil's MacBook Pro. <laughs> So if anyone knows a young Vietnamese girl who was accosted by a tall white Scottish man, please tell her I'm sorry. I really apologize about that. But so of course then the next day, right, I have to go report a crime. So I go to the Tau Dien police station just up here, 40 degrees, boiling hot, I walk up and I'm like, fucking I gotta go report a crime. I walk in and immediately a guard comes up to me, not a policeman, a guard comes up to me and he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, what? He's like, no and waves me off, I'm like, what the fuck? And then this kind young girl comes over, she translates, she says, you can't get in because you have shorts on. I can't report a crime because I have shorts on? What the fuck? I'm thinking about if I was back home in Glasgow, I walked into the police station with a knife coming out my ribs. <laughs> Hello, officer, I want to report a crime. Not today, son. Go put some nice clothes on, come back, you know, sharpen up a bit. Fuck's sake. The Taurian police station has a stricter dress code than every nightclub in Saigon. <laughs> right? Like, I've been to so many nightclubs here in like shorts and a singlet. Taurian police station, no. Can't do it. Not allowed. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, so I've been here six years now. Anyone that's not from Vietnam been here longer than six years, make some noise. How long have you been here? 13. 13, wow. Give her a round of applause. 13 years. Where are you from? Well, I would say I'm from Vietnam rather from, than from anywhere else. Right, you're Vietnamese now. Do you speak Vietnamese? <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, wow. She does. Well, I don't understand you, so it must be Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here six years now. It feels like a lifetime. A few years ago, I got sick of it. I was like, fuck it, I'm leaving. I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand the pollution. I can't stand the karaoke. I'm leaving. And so I left, and I moved to Tau Dien. <laughs> Love it. One of the things that I hate about living in Tau Dien is the amount of people that drive about without a helmet on. Yes. Really annoys me, right? But you know what annoys me more? Is when someone puts a helmet on and then they don't clip it. Like this person goes home and has sex with their partner and then just holds the condom. <laughs> then they find out their partner's pregnant. They're like, who have you been cheating on me with? I had a condom the whole time. It doesn't work like that, does it? The other one that makes me laugh is when you do see someone, they do have a helmet on, right? But it's one of those tiny little like mountain bike helmets. You know the little rubber ones? But then they're on this massive motorbike, really loud one, little rubber helmet, and then little rubber shovel shoes as well. Like, this is not what you wear on one of these big bikes. And I would just love it if one day, you know, Jeff Bezos took someone from Vietnam up to space in his big penis, I mean rocket. <laughs> And Jeff Bezos is there in his big blue jumpsuit, and he's got his helmet, and then Fung from Vietnam comes up with his little mountain bike helmet, his shower shoes, and his, his shirt tucked up, right? Let's go, Jeff, come on. We're going to space. Let's do it, I'm ready. 
I'm ready for it. <laughs> no, not going to happen, is it? No, but we're out of lockdown now. Thank God, right? We're out of lockdown. How was lockdown for you? Great. Great? Time of my life. Really? The best time of your life? Absolutely. Is that because you were masturbating so much? <laughs> You didn't even have a chance. You were yeah, so busy. Oh, I read about people getting addicted to masturbation when they were in lockdown. I read about one article. This guy was doing it ten times a day. Was that you? Ten times a day. Very close. Were you guys living together? Huh? Yeah. Things happen in lockdown. We won't, what happens in lockdown stays in lockdown. We won't talk about it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, when I was in lockdown, though, um, I, was, I was with my wife, obviously. Uh, my wife and I have been together for 10 years. And during that whole time... Thank you for, for my wife, not for me. Yeah. During that whole time during lockdown, it's unbelievable. We didn't have one argument. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll say it one more time for you. It's unbelievable that we didn't have an argument in three months. It's still sinking in for him. You guys, you, you understand where I'm going with this one? You get all right, cool. All right, we'll move on from that one. After the show, I'll tell you what unbelievable means. It means you, you don't believe it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Hold on, we'll just wait. He's gonna, he's gonna get it. He's, it's been explained to him. Hold on. You get it now? Yeah. Give that man a round of applause, everyone. Well done. Now, always, also as well, I was coming over the Saigon Bridge yesterday, coming into Taudien, and then you know what it's like? There's a red light. Everyone's waiting at the red light, and then the countdown comes, and it goes six, five, beep, 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 beep. Everyone starts going already. Right? Everyone's already moving. And at that moment, I realized that's why Vietnam will never, ever have a champion 100-meter sprinter. Because you imagine them at the starting lineup on the starter's orders. Are you ready? Get set. He's off already. Get two chances, though, don't you? So second one, right? Full. Just calm down. Are you ready? On your marks. Get set. He's off. Fucking... Can't do it in Vietnam, can you? But then I thought about it, even if he did get to go on time, he would get disqualified for going into the other lane anyway. <laughs> then maybe, I thought Vietnamese, they got good stamina, right? So I thought maybe you could do like the 10,000 meters where you just go round the track like a million times. But then you know what would happen about halfway along, the Vietnamese athlete would just start going in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Now, I just got back from Thailand, my first trip out of Vietnam in nearly two and a half years. And it was amazing, amazing to get out of Vietnam, to see a different country. I feel like I've been trapped here for so long, but I do love it here, I do love it here. Uh, it was amazing when we were there though. I heard this bunch of tourists haggling with a tuk-tuk driver over the price of the tuk-tuk. And I did the math, they were trying to bring the price down by one pound. One pound. This poor guy has to house his two wives, his three kids, his mistress, and this woman is haggling over a pound? Fucking cheap. But then I heard her accent and I realized she was Scottish, like me. 
And then it made sense because we are really cheap in Scotland. <laughs> we don't like spending money. But then I thought about it, right? I know that she'll go back to Scotland. She'll be sitting in the couch watching TV and there'll be one of those ads comes on. You can sponsor a child in Southeast Asia for just one pound a day. And she'll be like, oh, Jimmy, let's sponsor a child. It's only one pound a day. She could have just fucking done it while she was there. But you know, Thailand is, a, is famous for its massages as well, right? We went for massages while we were there. We went to reputable places, right? And it was fine. But while we were there, we had this English couple complaining, which is no surprise if you know the English. Hearing English complain is no surprise. They were complaining the whole time that they were being ripped off in Thailand. And I said to her, I said, well, what's happening? How, how are you getting ripped off? This is not happening to, to my wife and me. She said, well, every morning we wake up, we go for our massage. My husband goes for his massage. I go for my massage. And then when we get the bill, his is always more expensive than mine. <laughs> I don't think he's getting ripped off. <laughs> well, not in that way anyway. <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna play a song for you guys, okay? So I do a bit of song, musical comedy. Do you wanna hear me sing? No. No, exactly, that's a good answer. No, you don't wanna hear me sing, all right? Now, um, this song is related to what I'm just talking about, okay? Hold on. All right, can you all hear that? All right. You can hear me sing? All right, that's a bad thing. Well, I forgot to tell you, uh, I can't sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't sing. And I can barely play the guitar as well. This is why I'm a comedian and not a musician. Okay, so please feel free to laugh at the quality of the singing and of the guitar playing. That's not why I'm here, okay? Shut up! Stop, just wait. Alright, that was a practice. Everyone, you know the song, right? We're gonna go... When I go drinking on Boy Vienna, I usually get a massage. Her name was Mai, she said, hi, come into my spa. I knew it was wrong, but I got a blister on my schlong. I knew it was wrong, two million it cost on my dung. She beat my meat, I stained the sheets, it wasn't even that good. My best friend, he's a bellend, he wanted to go next. He knew it was wrong, cause he got a blister on his slung. He knew it was wrong, two million it cost all his dung. Her name was Mai, she said, hi, come into my spa. She beat my meat, I stained the sheets, it wasn't even that good. My best friend, he's a bellend, he wanted to go next. We knew it was wrong, cause we got blisters on our schlong. 
We knew it was wrong Four million it cost all a dog Thank you very much! All right, guys, how was that? Are you ready for more comedians? Yes. Yeah. All right, awesome. Now, you guys are an amazing audience, I can tell already, okay? Especially this group here. They've got so much to give to this crowd tonight, so we're going to find out a bit more about you guys, okay? So what's your name? Huang. And where are you from, Huang? You're from Vietnam. People always look at me like that, like I'm a fucking idiot for asking that question. Annie's from Hungary. So you can't tell where someone's from just by the name or looking at them, so you are from Vietnam. I can relate. You can relate? Yeah. Where are you from? Russia. Russia? Evacuate, guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Not where are you from? India. You're from India? And Kira's from India as well. You guys must know each other then. Too many of us. I get this all the time with Scott. Like I showed up last week in work and they were like, Neil, the other Scottish guy's here. He's just starting. I was like, oh yeah, we fucking know each other. Do <laughs> we get so excited about that stuff? I love it though. I've got a friend. She's from India as well. And she's an Instagram influencer. One of those people. Because she's got like 20,000 Instagram followers. Wow, right? How many people live in India? A billion people live in India. She got 20,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> not impressive. That's like her family. <laughs> so I'm not impressed by that at all. I remember when last year my Facebook page passed 1,000 followers, and apparently that makes me a micro-influencer. It's the only time I want to hear the word micro being used to describe me. Only time at all. We got Hungary here, we got Russia. Where are you from? USA. USA. See, have you noticed now, Americans, they don't say that with any pride at all. It used to be you'd say, where are you from? They're like, USA, you're yeah, number one, best country in the world. Now they're all like, USA. <laughs> there was a, right? There was a guy in the crowd last week, and I said, God, he said, I'm from USA, and I went, where are you from in the USA? And he was like, uh, Canada. <laughs> they used to be so proud. Now they got so quiet. I don't know what happened. The, the Americans used to be the loudest people in any room in the world. But have you ever been in a lift with a Vietnamese man on a mobile phone? <laughs> There's nothing louder apart from a Vietnamese man at one in the morning singing karaoke. These are the levels of decibels here in Vietnam. Now, I'm scared to ask, well, I've, I've not asked you, where are you from? Philippines. You're from the Philippines. Awesome, I love the Philippines. Are you a good singer? <laughs> I feel like everyone I meet is a, a, who's a good singer is from the Philippines. Is, is he a good singer? No idea. You have no idea? Like probably. probably a good singer. We'll find out after the show, all right? I do love, I love the Philippines. What about you, sir? Where are you from? Okay. One of those ones. One of those audience members. Hold on, let me take a drink. Where's your birth certificate from? I'll be very specific. Japan. Okay, but you don't identify as Japanese? No, my parents are Japanese, but I hold a Canadian passport. Oh. I was born in Japan. Wow. Nice. Vietnamese parents born in Japan, but you're Canadian? Yeah. Wow. What do, you, what do you say then when if someone does meet you that's not on stage holding a microphone in front of 20 people and they ask you, oh, where are you from? What do you say? Like, like where I was born, where I am, 
Where have you Where have you lived the longest? Half in Japan, half in Canada. Oh, half and half, right. I was in Japan. That was the last country I went to before the lockdown. I was in one of those temples. I was in Kyoto, and it was beautiful, you know. And my wife and I were walking through, and I was like, and this family were walking by, like Japanese family, a couple of kids, mum and dad, and I was like, oh, it smells like incest in here. I meant incense. I meant incense. My wife looked at me like, what? I was like, fuck, incense, incense. That's what I meant as well. And then you've got a similar story, it seems to him. Where are you from? Sort of, yeah, similar story. I... You've been in Vietnam 13 years. We've got that much. Yeah. Where's your birth certificate from? I'm from a country that is no more, which is Soviet Union. Oh. I've never identified myself as one. <laughs> There's two of them in the one place. Fuck. Yeah, you don't need to know each other. It's telepathic. It's all right. Yeah, so where have you spent, apart from Vietnam, where have you been for most of your life? Most of my life? Yeah. Moscow. Moscow. It's okay. You can tell people. It's a nice crowd. They, they don't care. It's all right. It's all right. Now, girls behind, where are you from? Saigon. Yeah, see, I like that specific, right? You're not like, I'm obviously from Vietnam. I don't know you're from Vietnam. You're from Saigon, right? And you? Queen Yong, all right, give her a round of applause for Queen Yong. That's awesome. Let's see how many people know where Queen Yong is. Garrett, do you know where Queen Yong is? No fucking clue. No, don't worry, I've been, I've been to Queen Yong. But my wife says I have. <laughs> have we not? I thought we had. Oh, wow. It's amazing being married. Honestly, being married, it's just like being corrected for everything you do. It's amazing. Hello, are you guys together? Fuck, why am I asking them? This is gonna be like, what do you mean by together? <laughs> this is a non-defined relationship. Fuck sake. My wife and I, we've been together for 10 years. 10 years I've been with my wife. And recently, I opened up my wardrobe and I was hit with this amazing smell of fragrance. And I was like, what is this? Now, guys, have you ever, do you even know that these things exist, that you can buy things that smell really nice and you hang them up in your wardrobe? Yeah. yeah. Nope. You knew this existed? Yes. Of course. Fuck off, Brad, you never knew, you never knew that at all. Did you know that existed? I never even knew it existed. I was like, what is this? I was like to my wife, I was like, that smelly thing in the, the wardrobe, that's amazing. Like, that's cool that you bought that, that smelly thing. She's like, it's not smelly, it's scented. You <laughs> <laughs> have to be so specific all the time. You're the same with him, are you? Where is, so where is Queen Young again? Where is it again? And, and <laughs> North, south, east, west, what's it near? Central. Central. Are you sure we've not been? Yeah. Oh, I thought we'd been there. Maybe I got it confused with Hanoi. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. And then, do we have any, uh, any Australians here tonight? <laughs> we got one, we're going to couple up the back, being the noise. We've got your Australian comedians. Where are you from? Sydney. He's from Sydney. Well done, give him a, why are we giving him a round of applause? Well, we give him a round of applause all the way from Sydney. No, so I, I lived in Australia actually for four years and people say that Scottish people can't speak English. <laughs> Have you ever met an Australian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the further north you go in Australia, once you get up to like, the Northern Territory, 
It's amazing. I was in the Northern Territory in Darwin, and I was introduced to this guy, and he's like, oh, you can't. And the guy I was with, like, he asked, how you doing? And we go, yeah, I'm good, oh, you fucking cunt's good, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, you want a beer? And my guide is like, you said you want a beer? Like, oh, yeah, sure, I'd love a beer. Oh, you come on, a beer, fucking, oh, he's good cunt, oh, you, oh, you. It's like, amazing, unbelievable. I love what Australia has done with the English language. They've replaced the full stop with the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, we're going to bring up a good cunt. He's all the way from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from Australia. Let's give a big, warm round of applause to Wanye West. Now this song is uh, inspired by lockdown, all right? Of course, we've just gone through the fucking most hellish time of our life, apart from you. You loved it. You loved it. Um, now this is inspired by, does anybody know who Jeffrey Tubin is? No. Anyone? Jeffrey Tubin? No. Okay, if you watch too much CNN, thank you so much, Wayne, you will know who Jeffrey Tubin is, okay? He's a, um, I'm gonna tell you who he is after the song, okay? But Jeffrey Tubin was the inspiration for this song, okay? And lockdown, and all those meetings that we had to do. What do you do for work? Online meetings. Online meetings? Yeah, right. Okay, this is for you then, all right. Well, I guess it's what we all gotta do. Meetings with our colleagues on Zoom. I'm so sick of hearing... What did you say? And I'm wondering how I'll get through this day. Carry to the left of me, Annie to the right. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. And I'm wondering how I'll get through this day. I'm so sick of seeing da 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 da. Hold, hold on, I get it back, I get it back. Carry to the left of me, Annie to the right. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. Here I am stuck on a Zoom call with you. Here I am stuck on a Zoom call with you. And I'm wondering how I'll get through this day. I'm so sick of saying I fucked up. Hold on. Yeah. I'll get there, don't worry. I've completely blanked on the lyrics that I've sung a million times. I got it, I got it, I got it. So I start off masturbating and I hope that Annie doesn't see. Then my client wants a meeting, sends an invitation, then freeze. Freeze every fucking time, right? I guess this is what it's come to. Meetings with our colleagues on Zoom. I'm so sick of hearing, what did you say? And I'm wondering how we'll get through this day. Carry to the left of me, Annie to the right. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. 
Here I am stuck on a Zoom call with you. So I keep on masturbating, then I realize this time Annie sees. Fuck! Then my boss wants a Zoom meeting, sends an invitation from HR. <laughs> HR. Fuck, it's not good, is it? I guess this is what it's come to. Meetings with HR on Zoom. I'm so sick of hearing, what did you say? And I'm hoping I get fired today. Harry to the left of me, Annie to the right. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. Here I am, stuck on a Zoom call with you. Here I am, stuck on a... What's that? I'm fired. I've lost my job. I lost my job cause they saw my knob. Here I am, no more Zoom calls for me. I lost my job cause they saw my knob. Here I am, no more Zoom calls for me. Does that relate to your Zoom call experience? Is that what happened? Absolutely. <laughs> Very accurate. So if you know who Jeffrey Tubin is, he was an analyst on CNN. And what happened was after they had a Zoom call, he forgot to turn the Zoom off and he got caught fucking masturbating on a Zoom call with all of his colleagues. And he had to go to counseling and like give him, yeah, he lost his job. When he came back on CNN, it's pathetic. He's like, I've learned my lesson. I've been in counseling. I've given back to the community. And I'm like, you fucking jerked off like everyone else and just made a mistake and didn't turn your fucking camera off. And this poor guy had to apologize in front of the world just for that. So look up Jeffrey Tubin. He is the inspiration for that song. But you know, if we do have a lockdown, right, I really fucking hope we don't. Have you, did you guys notice during lockdown that your TV standards just dropped? Yeah. Right? I went from watching like the BBC, Planet Earth documentaries to Too Hot to Handle. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Love Island, USA and Brazil. 38 episodes of it. I remember we put it on, we're like, all right, there'll be 10 episodes, we'll watch this garbage. 38 episodes, that's 38 hours of your life, but in lockdown, you're like, fuck it, I've got the time, I'll do it. But it's made me realize, okay, if the worst happens again and we go back into another lockdown, I'm gonna start my own TV show. And it's gonna be called Lockdown Love Island. Yeah, right, you like it already? Wait till you hear the premise. It's gonna be set here in Taldien, right? So we're gonna get five hot guys, like not him. Um, five hot, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We're gonna get five hot girls, so you two will be in on it, right? No worries. And then what we're gonna do, we'll put them in a villa together. Don't worry, you'll get in with them, you're, you're in. Right? And obviously lockdown Love Island, you have to find love, but the twist on my show is that one of the people won't be told that they have COVID. <laughs> So you have to find love and avoid COVID. So that means if you want to make out with someone, you've got to put a mask on. If you want to get in bed together, you've got to put the blue PPE gear on. And then if you want to go all the way and have sex, you have to use hand sanitizer as lube. <laughs> Don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs>
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.